are now tuned in to Gup Shop with Gurpreet Serene. It is I, your awesome and I want to say really jacked host, Gurpreet Serene, uh, because I just came back from the gym. And you know when you go to the gym and you lift weights and you have this pump going? Yeah, I kind of have the pump, which makes it look like I'm super huge, like, I don't know, uh, Bradley Cooper style or something. Anyway, uh, welcome to Gup Shop with Gurpreet Serene a podcast talk show where I get a chance to talk to some really cool people and you get a chance to listen to me talk to some really cool people. Uh, I have had the privilege of talking to some really talented artists in the past and I will continue to chat with artists while people are interested in learning. I am always interested in learning about these people because they are one, inspiring, two, passionate, and three, creative so it's really a great combination, and I've had such a pleasure so far. I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart to all of you listening at home, at work, even though you should be paying attention at work, on the toilet, because I know some people listen to podcasts in the bathroom. But yes, what I'm trying to say is thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening and watching my show. Truly means a lot. This week's guest is Anjali Taneja. Anjali is a DC-based R&B artist who actually studied Indian classical and jazz music from a very young age. If you listen to any of her covers on YouTube or some of her original songs, you can really tell how she combines her Western and Eastern influences to create a really dope and unique sound. So I actually had the privilege of hearing Anjali perform live in Maryland, and I gotta say, she is super talented, and uh, yeah, what a great unique sound. Uh, in the concert itself, she did everything from Alicia Keys to Diljit Dosanjh. I'm telling you, she is making moves in the music industry. A very talented, very down-to-earth artist who is doing some really fun things. And wow, she just blew us away at her concert. Now, you may have actually heard Anjali's newest single, uh, which she wrote and composed with Punjabi singer Pavtaria. It's called Only Love and it is a very unique sound in the urban desi sphere. Uh, nice, like, piano, acoustic rendition. Uh, really cool single. I'm excited to see what Anjali does next. And she has some upcoming singles and an EP coming in the next few months. So super exciting. Uh, really cool artist. Anyway, I am now ready to hear from Anjali. And I'm sure you are excited to hear from her as well. Let's have a conversation with Anjali. <laughs> Gup Shop with Gurpreet Serene. Hi. Hey, Anjali. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. Thank Thanks. you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, we are going to dive in, like I usually do, with the most important question. Okay. Um, and this is just how we're going to get the interview started. Uh, what is your spirit animal? Oh, wow. Well, a monkey. Really? Yeah. Uh, tell me more. I don't have a good reason. Just, just a monkey. Is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I went to India um, about five months ago, and I guess this is a stereotype, but I didn't see any monkeys there, and I was very disappointed about that. Um, yeah, I know you just came back from India as yeah. well. Did you see any monkeys on your trip? Um, actually, this time I didn't, but I went to, like, do you know what Red Fort is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so usually they are around there, like, in that area, but of course. I didn't see any this time. It's, I don't know where all the monkeys are. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I'm know. not really sure. That would have been awesome to see them, though. Yeah, have you, have you seen a monkey live besides the zoo? Um, yes. Really? But I don't remember where. Wait, okay. 
I think it was in India at some point. I yeah. just don't remember like where it was, but yeah. Very interesting. So you like monkeys, but you don't know why. Like it's not like a spirit <laughs> animal connection kind of thing. You just like them as animals. I think so. Okay. So then when people ask me that question, I just say that the monkey is my spirit animal because it's my favorite. Are you allowed to do that? Uh, like say that your favorite animal is your spirit animal. Is uh, that the same no, thing? no, I don't think so. Just because. You can have a favorite animal who may not necessarily connect to who you are. Okay. Uh, but you know what? In this case, we're going to find out more about you. So maybe you are a monkey spirit animal. Maybe. I think I am. Okay. I yeah. believe that. So uh, let's actually focus on more important questions. Uh, Anjali, I, you are cool. a very passionate and incredible singer, songwriter, and performer. Uh, take me back to the very beginning. How did you get started? Um, so I started training in Indian classical music when I was four. Wow. Because um, I was like... I think I was like, my mom used to drive me to daycare when I was like two or three. Okay. And I'd be in the back seat in the car seat, like singing Titanic. Oh, yeah. That was like my first song ever. Um, and so she was like, I need to, you know, sign my kid up for lessons. So I used to like, yeah, I had this, do you know what India school is? India school. Uh, I'm, no, <laughs> is it a school funny. in India? Is... No, it's just like a school here, but they teach you about India. Indian uh, I, I go to America school. Uh, that's right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think it was called that. That was like where I first went. Yeah. Um, and it, it was like group classes. Okay. So I was like four and everybody else was like, it was all ages. So some people were like 50 and then some were like 12 and like all. Yeah. And how old were you? I was like four. Five. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, and I didn't open my mouth at all. I just like sat there and um, listened and like. Yeah, I think that was, I don't know what I got out of that. But then by the time I was seven, um, I started like formally training individually with a teacher here. Yeah. And she's like a guzzle and Sufi singer. Oh, okay. um, so I got really into that music that way. And yeah, I did that all the way until I went to college. And then I started to like get more into jazz and comedy. Yeah. So, but it, it started when I was really young with Indian classical. Of course. Music. Uh, do you yeah. have any family or friends growing up that were also like singers and musicians or was it more just your passion from India school that got you into music? I don't even, I don't even think it was India school. I gotta Google India school. I don't school. know why I brought that up. Yeah. Um, but no, actually no one in my family, no one in my family is, is musical. Is musical, okay. At all. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, because uh, so I come from like a musical background which is why it's easy yeah, for people that. to say... Um, Oh, Gurpi was surrounded by music, therefore it was natural for him to like, right. be in its blood. But that's really cool that you don't have a background uh, with music, yeah. but it just came. It just came. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think, too. Like, my mom used to, like, uh, teach me, what are they called? Like, nursery rhymes and Nursery stuff rhymes, yeah. When I was, like, yes. really, really young. I think when a kid is, like, really, really young, like, ages zero to three, that's, like, a very important time. Sure. So if you have someone encouraging you to, to even simple stuff like yeah. that I think it probably helped yeah me I believe that. that my yeah. um uh so my sister just had a baby uh four months ago and so my, my sister and brother-in-law are very musically oriented and talented oh, cool. and so they just got him a sitar like a very small sitar oh. his, his name is Sangeet shout out to Sangeet wow that's yeah great. <laughs> and and so they're, they're they're trying very hard to obviously uh, allow him to experiment with music yeah. early on which is very cool. Uh, I don't know if he's going to play the star right now. He's kind of young. I also don't yeah. know between the ages of zero and two what kids do. Uh -huh. um, like, I don't know when kids start talking or, like, when that becomes a thing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We should... Is that common knowledge? Uh, I know nothing <laughs> about babies <clears throat> yet. 
but yeah, it's, it's a work in progress for me. Uh, that's cool. So you have no background in music, then you got interested at some point. Yeah. Uh, and your background was with Indian classical music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so what kind of, you said Sufi, uh, Guzzles, who are some of your inspirations from that side? Um, I listen to a lot of Rahat Fateh Ali Khan. And I used to listen to Abida Praveen. Oh my gosh, yes. A lot. Um, and like Nusrat because he started everything. It's a legend, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of, I'm trying to think, like, not that ma- there's not that many female guzzle, like, Sufi singers that come Not so mind, many. But yeah. the ones that, like, a lot of Pakistani ones. Yeah. yeah. Do you listen to Coke Studio at all? Yeah. Uh, which one do you like better, Coke Studio India or Pakistan? Mm, <laughs> I feel like I should say India. Yeah, um, uh, no competition. This isn't uh, a political no, thing. Yeah. They're both, like, they're both, I don't know, I can't pick. Sure, they're both but they're very good. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like someone like you would like that because uh, you also do a lot of fusion. Yep, and, and, and I'm the excited. live element is like so, yeah, yeah. so cool. Um, it'd be very cool. I feel like you would enjoy being able to perform or like, I guess, work with them. How does that work? Do you know how you could work with Coke Studio? No, but um, no, I'm like super inspired by it though because yeah. like last summer I, um, I was working... I work out of a couple different studios and like I was working with one engineer that's really good at like he's really passionate about like fusion and like live mixing and stuff like that. So I started this series, which is I need to continue it, but it's called Confluence DC. I've heard of Confluence DC. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so we started that. I think it was in like June and like I would bring in and feature one instrumentalist per song and Mm. we would do either like an English song or a Punjabi song or Hindi song and feature like a musician and then usually it would be like one musician who's trained in western classical sure. or something and then one like tabla player so yeah. like we mix it up um, and obviously that's like a very small effort compared to what Coke Studio is it's but like it's very similar production, but yeah. definitely inspired by that I could totally see that yeah. um, <clears throat> so I know that uh, you being into fusion music, I'm sure you're also inspired by like um, <clears throat> like Ravi Shankar or like modern day Anushka Shankar, uh, like a Nora Jones style. Um, are are you do you like currently still listen to like Indian classical artists and musicians? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say like hardcore classical. Sure. Because I think so. This is what happened. I think like that's my base, and there's no, in my opinion, there's no when you're just listening for music purposes, there's no comparison between that, people who do that, and a little bit more watered down, like contemporary Bollywood, pop music. There's no competition. But what's interesting is that I think my, like, goal as an artist is to bring some of the sentiments that you find in this, like, classical tradition and and bring it to younger people. And you have to do that in a more accessible way. You have to. So that's why I don't, like, I'm not as... Like, I'm not as focused on being, like, very purely classical these yeah. days as much as I am, like, trying to find creative ways to, like... That makes sense. Uh, that. You mentioned you're also interested in jazz. And I feel like yeah. that's very true of jazz as well Is like, the very amazing jazz artists don't penetrate, like, the mainstream or pop market because mm-hmm. it's, like, a very acquired taste. And what I've learned, too, is, like, there's a huge difference between... Like, if you're a jazz musician or an Indian classical musician and you stay in those two lanes like those people have no interest in being in like then there's show business yeah that's a a completely different different thing so I've like recently 
I meet different people and like it's very clear like which one they are. Right. And they don't really want to mix. That's like, true. It's just two different. Absolutely. Like, uh, groups. You went. You came. You went to India recently. Uh, there's people in India that are like in these really small villages. Yeah. And probably some of the best musicians in the world, but they don't have any notoriety or fame, and they're more in it for the passion for music. So they don't yep. care about like marketing themselves a certain way exactly. or appealing to like mainstream. That's yeah. awesome too, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. I really. That's a good. <laughs> that's a good place to be too. Yeah. Like just like, amazing musician. Yeah. You're just doing it because you love it. And sure. It's just, it's different than doing it for other purposes. Of course. Sure. So tell me about why you're doing it. What, uh, like, you got inspired initially. Um, was there a certain moment for Anjali where you realized, like, this is what I want to do, like singing, songwriting, music. That's like, this is what I want to do. Was there a certain moment in your life when you made that realization? Um, yeah, I think, so I didn't actually start writing until three or four years ago. Okay. And the only, and it sounds weird, but the only reason or the the way that I discovered that I could write songs is because like I got like commercial interest from this um I'll just say it. Like he was trying to maybe manage me. Okay. He, he manages Imagine Dragons. Oh wow. And the killers. Yes. Okay. Um and then there was like a couple other situations where um they were like, Do you have any original music? Whatever. So I didn't want to tell all these people like I don't write. Of course. So, yeah. So I wrote right. a couple songs and like that's how I started writing, right? And oh my gosh, if it yeah. wa- wasn't for like those people asking me, I wouldn't have ever like put yeah. pen to whatever. So um yeah, I think the point where I started taking it more seriously was like at that time, not because of the commercial interest or whatever, but because it was like, oh, like I actually have something to say. Yeah. Like I actually like doing this. Right. And so from there, I wrote like a ton of other wow. ones. And so that the writing was really like a turning. How point. wild is that? So the impetus for you was almost like some like really hotshot manager uh, <laughs> wanted to manage you, and you didn't want to come up as oh, I don't have anything. So you yeah. kind of started there, but then when you started, you realized this is actually something you enjoy doing. Yeah. How wild? Uh, what are some kind of things? That, and we'll get into your singles as well, but what are some things you write about and what are some inspirations you take when you songwrite? Yeah, I mean, a lot of different things. Um, so I think a few years ago when I wrote, like, I think I wrote, like, an album's worth of, like, my first several were just, like, all about relationships and stuff like sure. that. Standard, whatever. And then I, like, go back to them sometimes and I listen to them and it's almost like the meaning is different. Like, it's almost like I was writing it to myself. Wow. Or there's some sort of, you know how in... Sufi music, it's, like, the object of, like, romantic love or whatever is, like, also, I think it's, like, related to, like, longing for the divine. It's, or like, like, the spiritual sort of... Or, yes. like, a self-reflective mm. thing as well. Okay. So, I think that might be really deep, but That's I don't know. Yeah. When I listen to stuff that I wrote that I thought was about another person, yeah. I think a lot of it is, like, me writing to myself and stuff sure. like that. So okay. that, I think recently I'm writing more about, like, my relationship with, like, music and, like, doing it, like, more seriously and, like, whether that's, like, a good thing for me and, like, all that. So anything, really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who are some modern-day artists that you are inspired by? Uh, well, Alicia Keys, like, huge. Yeah. 
shout out to Alicia Keys. Alicia, if you watch this. She better watch this. uh, You know, there's, I don't know how to get Alicia Keys to watch this, but maybe if we say her name a hundred (laughs) times, the YouTube algorithm will kick in and, and like just contact her. Yeah. Um, Probably. That'll probably happen. Yeah. Right. Just randomly every minute, uh, throw in Alicia Alicia Keys in there. Like, oh man, I gotta get some for my car. I lost my Alicia Keys. (laughs) Uh, one way to do that. Uh, what, DJ Khaled was talking about a major Alicia Keys. Does it? Does I'm out. That's all I got. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, honestly, uh, I know you had a concert recently at the Strathmore, mm-hmm. and uh, you were think you were like kind enough to get me and my brother tickets to watch you. Oh yeah. And you. I got to say, you are an amazing singer and performer. Thank you. And you sang the the one Alicia Keys song. Yeah, um, yeah I did. Uh, which was it? No, it was no one. If I ain't got you. If I ain't got you, yeah, like a classic yeah. Alicia Keys song. Yeah. And you were amazing. Like you're a very good singer, and I could hear yeah. the Alicia Keys, the like a little bit of Lauren Hill influence in there. True. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I listened to her too. I forgot yeah. to mention her. Yeah. That's Thank awesome. You. Yeah. So, so you like Alicia Keys? You like Lauren Hill? Uh, is there one artist that um, you would love the opportunity to work with? Um. Yeah. I mean, everybody says Frank Ocean. Oh. But I'm not just saying that because everybody says it. Yeah. I think his writing and his whole, the way he hears things and creates sounds is amazing. Like, I, yeah. That is dope. Yeah, I could totally see that. Uh, Because you have, like, this soul R&B vibe. Uh, I I researched you, and I know on your Strathmore page you mentioned something about from Ravi Shankar to Sam Cooke. Okay, then, so I didn't write that bio. Who wrote that bio? Strathmore. Okay. Uh, it's, so, it's a very like, professionally written. Uh, did, did they ask you for your opinion, or did they just come up with something? What if Strathmore watches this? Um, uh, well, we're not going to say their name even once. So, okay, uh, cool. The opposite of Alicia Keys' logic. Um, wait, you're not going to cut it, though. You... Definitely no cutting. Uh, Strathless, wow. am I right? Um, um, give me a second. Of course. Yeah. Um, what did you ask me? Uh, I don't know. Okay, so uh, your, your bio, that was oh, written bio. Yeah, by yeah, yeah. Strathmore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they wrote it, yeah. Okay. I, I mean, they asked for my input. Yeah. But like the <laughs> Sam Cook to Ravi Shankar, both of those, they're both Incredible amazing. Artists. Yeah, I just didn't yeah, contribute no, I, that Yeah, uh, okay, yeah. so if you could write your own bio, like give me um, in one sentence... Uh, for someone who doesn't know you yet, how would like how would you describe yourself to someone as as Anjali the artist? Yeah, so I really struggle with this because recently I've been trying to figure out how to like write a bio that makes sense for like my American R and B pop music pursuits, sure. but that that's gonna be different than yeah. like, the the Hindi and Punjabi stuff that I do. Absolutely, yeah. So I mean, I think a really generic way to like sum it up is like finding similarities between these styles like both of them are soulful and melodic mm. so like those are two like big words that I put soulful in my bio okay. um yeah. yeah I'm gonna have to get back to you on that all right let me know keep me updated yeah. uh that is really cool uh you also released two sing- singles recently uh there was yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, love it or leave it yeah. tell me about that one what was okay. the inspiration behind that song oh so I co-wrote that with someone okay um she's a really good writer um, so, yeah, I, I guess, uh, Love It or Leave It, it is, like, one of the songs that, um, was left over from, like, the three or four years ago that albums were the wow. music that I was talking about. Yeah. So I actually wrote that with her, like, 
three years ago okay. and I just now wow. released. Because I just like went through a couple of different management situations okay. and I was like figuring out like the best way to release stuff. Sure. And then finally I didn't want to like sacrifice or any of my artistic integrity or whatever. So Absolutely. it took me three years to just like independently release the same song. Good for you. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so I wrote that a while ago. And then my really good friend, who's an awesome producer, Jake, um, he produced that. So That's awesome. Recently. Uh, does it happen often where you mentioned you have like years worth of songs? And then I, I was reading this about Jason Mraz a while back where he has this entire library of songs that he's written yeah. and he doesn't use them because they don't like match the sentiment of like an EP or album or maybe in the future or he trashes a bunch of them. How yeah. does that process work for you? Yeah, I think, so people used to tell me that like, um, I was in LA briefly like a couple years ago because I was working with some people. Okay. Um, and they were like, you just need a ton of music. Like um, I was kind of making my way into the publishing world. So um, I'd be like writing for sure. major label pop artists here, of like course. in the US. Yeah. Um, so they were like, yeah, you just need to have like, I know people who have, like, artists who have, like, 300 songs that are, like, done, wow. but they have released, like, two. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely a thing. Yeah. I don't have 300. Yeah. I have a lot, though. And I think it is, there is, like, that process of figuring out, like, okay, do I want to release this as a single? Mm. Do I want to wait until I have some traction from the single or whatever? Or, or until I feel like releasing this as, like, an EP or an album. I don't know. So, gotcha. yeah. definitely, um, yeah. Do you see yourself more as someone who writes songs for other artists? Like, um, and a Neo, I think, might have started off, he was writing for, like, Mary J. Blige, or uh, Ed Sheeran writes a lot of songs mm -hmm. for artists. Do you prefer to write songs for other artists? Are you more of, like, a uh, singer and performer yourself? Which sort of realm do you go for? Um, I... I think I would be down to write for other artists for sure. Okay. That has come up in the past. Like, I had a couple opportunities to do that. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I also, like, singing was the thing that I did first. Yeah. So that's, like, my main thing. Like, I've been doing that for, like, my whole life, like, 20 years. Sure. Um, and so I think I would definitely want to sing the songs that I write. Yeah. Because I'm just, like, biased. I'm like, this is my yeah, song. But they're, like, your but, children, so you, like, created this. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, but I but I'd be open to writing for other people. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I've like written recently for, you know, collaborations with other artists. So like I'll write a song, even if it's like with another artist. Yeah. I like to do a lot of the concept behind. Of course. Uh, so speaking of collaborations, I know you recently released, and this is a really dope song, uh, "Only Love" by yep. B with Buff Daddy. What yeah, was yeah. that process like? Tell me, walk me through that entire story. The story uh, <laughs> of like how you collaborated with him and then your experience working on that song with him, the response you've gotten. True. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I wrote that song and composed it. I was just like vocals and piano, um, all in English, actually. And I like um, someone, I, you know, we had a couple of mutual people. Okay. And so um, that's kind of how we got connected. And then... Um, I felt like the voices really matched yeah. and the, the stylistically it seemed to be a good fit too. So um, glad it worked out. He's really talented Very in multiple talented. ways. Of course. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I wrote that song in English and I was like, hey, uh, this is like an idea for, you know, our duet or whatever. And then he kind of took the words that I wrote in English and the melodies, like, kept them roughly the same. 
but like made the song 30 times better because he translated what I wow. wrote into Punjabi and Hindi and it sounded like you know how sometimes when especially in music like you can't like directly translate the sentiment in a Punjabi Hindi lyric I, I've tried into that. English like yeah. it's just not the same it's not, no. and so when he did it the other way I was like because oh. he kept like, the sentiment, so he kept the entire yeah. I, I, I used to do better. that. Yeah, in yeah. high school, I used to take um, Punjabi songs and then try to translate them to English, and yeah. they sounded like parody versions of like a Dalai Mendi <laughs> song. It didn't work out. It doesn't work. Um, like, but yeah, that's the one thing I noticed about like the only love song with you and Bhaktaria is that like the the sentiment of those songs remained the same, the emotions remained the same, the storyline continued forward. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think. Um, it's it's interesting too because I wrote it as like uh, I wrote it in English and I thought it was like a pop melody or whatever. But then when he took that sentiment and put it into Punjabi and then also kept the melody similar, yeah. I was like, oh wait, like maybe a lot of this stuff that I create in English is actually like really informed by my background. Sure. Because then when he did that, I was like, okay, yeah, wow. <laughs> it wasn't like a pop song. It was this nice like sort of like a slow romantic sort of acoustic style. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, and what has the response been from, uh, I guess, like the Arab and Asian community or like just communities in general? What do people think of it? I think they like, I think it's very different yeah. than what has done, been done before. So, I agree. And both of us like knew that. Um, and I didn't like, I was familiar with the urban Desi scene, but like, I guess I spent more time focusing on the R&B and pop stuff like sure. a little bit earlier. So yeah. this was like my first like one of my first, like, forays, like, into this, like, world. Um, but it seems like people appreciate, like, the, the composition and, like, it's just so different for it them is. that... Um, but I, I think that we can do more like that. Like, I think this is just the beginning. Yeah. It's, like, a different genre. It almost. is. Uh, and I'm excited to see what else you have coming up. I yeah. think um, the urban Daisy scene is interesting because um, when I was in, like, high school, college, like, the whole RDB... Uh, Jazzy B used to do some experimentation, oh. uh, but like RDB, then like Jay Sean came, okay, uh, yeah. Raghav, then like yep. Mickey Singh, like a bunch of those came yeah, afterwards. Yeah. Um, but then that became sort of like the R&B, like Bhangra mix. And yeah. now we're sort of approaching this, like you can do like John Legend style, soulful Punjabi. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you, and if you watch your YouTube videos, I know you also sing in Punjabi and Hindi as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you see yourself going more into like the urban Asian, urban Desi scene or like stay more American? That's a good question. People keep asking me that. Um, I don't know. I I think I think a lot of artists, and this has happened to me before too, are like pressured kind of to like pick, you know, yeah. like I wanna be an R and B artist. You have to like I'm not label gonna talk yourself. about the fact that I'm Indian. Like yeah. I'm just gonna be this person doing R and B. That didn't work for me because yeah. it's such that the Hindi and Punjabi music is like a huge part of, course. of me. So that didn't work. Um I think Urban Desi offers a space that, like, where this weird hybrid of mm. a person like me is welcome. Yeah, absolutely, um, yeah. Because actually in India and Bollywood, they're really looking for people, like, if you want to pitch for a film or something, like, I've been told, like, okay, you can't have, like, any English accent. Like, they're really oh. big on... Oh, very, yeah. Like that. So yeah. it's hard to just fit into one or the other because I'm not only Indian or, like, only American. So Urban Desi is definitely really cool, like niche to like really experiment in for now I think because yeah. they're awesome artists and they like get 
what I'm doing. They understand you and you can feel comfortable it. in yeah. that environment. Um, speaking of Bollywood, so Bollywood has also gone through some transformations as well. Um, you mentioned you're interested in like Raj Fateh or like yeah, Arijit yeah. does like Hindi, but then they started doing more pop music For and sure. he adds like riffs here and there, yep. but he never like sings in like English. Yeah, um, yeah. Do you see yourself at any point doing or being interested in doing Bollywood music for films? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's hard to figure out, like, a straight path sure. for that, um, especially being here because yeah. it's so far away. Um, but for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, how do you think that your, uh, your, like, artistry or music has evolved, like, maybe when you were in high school, college, to where you are now? True. Um, I keep saying true because I'm like, wow, that's... Okay, so in high school... I didn't, like, sing in front of anyone. Wow. I was, like, so shy. Um, yeah, I was so shy to sing in front of anyone. Like, I did a couple, like, performances probably, yeah. but I just, like, I was, like, so scared. All the way until, like, halfway through college. This is so wild. Okay. Yeah. So, I'd say that's, it's that's evolved incredible. a lot. Yeah. I perform, like, three, four times a week now. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, okay, so, yeah. uh, for anyone who's listening and interested... Uh, how do you get over stage fright? Like, what did you do to get... I still have it. Okay. Like, I don't oh, really? Think it, yeah. yeah. Does it go away? I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Let's, let's pull the audience. Does it go away? <laughs> I, I still have. I have stage fright, too, I think. Um, it's not as bad as some people. I know people that, like, throw up, mm. like, before they perform. Wow. Like, some of the best of the best people will, like, throw up. I'm sure, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and maybe it's a way to, like, get the butterflies out. I, yeah. I still feel nervous. I don't think it's... Like, if you're a professional, you can't feel nervous yeah. uh, or have stage fright. But you going from not singing at all in front of people or very little to mm-hmm. performing three or four times, like, a week. Yeah. Uh, like, how, how did you do that? Um, I think it's, like, I, I'll do one, and then I'll be like, oh, that was really scary. Or I'll be really scared at the beginning, and then, like, after one or two songs, I'll, like, settle a little bit, and so then it'll, it'll be, like, more fun for me to be up there and I'll be like, okay, I'm here to like share something, yes. or like prove something. They're here to listen, yeah. Yeah, or like get people's approval. And that's not like what it's about. Sure. Um, and so I think that helps me. And then also just making myself mm. do it more. Like if you do it once, twice, three times, it's like, let me do it four, five, six. Because I think just like doing it time yeah. and time again, like makes it easier. Sure. Just getting comfortable. So it's just like disciplining. Yeah, uh, I like that. Um, and I agree. I think that because um, I, I perform, but even if I host and do other things, uh, the worst thing, like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? It's not like some, maybe someone will throw a tomato at you, but you're not going to, like, you know, a car yeah. is not going to come on stage and, like, run you over. Like, it, it can't be that bad. So you survive. And, <laughs> and then you realize, okay, I'm still alive, or people are clapping, right. or you see one person smiling or being inspired. Right. And as then, long as you, yeah. like, help one <clears throat> or two people, yeah. I think that's, like, what it's all about. Anjali, how do you define success? These are so deep. It's I okay, I got deep, too. Yeah, um, I, I'm throwing in, like, the tomato and then, like, randomly success. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, by the way, we've been, like, 20-ish minutes, so Alicia Keys. Okay, right, so right. Uh, I can't forget that. Um, how do you define success? Um, so I think a couple years ago, I used to think that success was, like, getting this placement or this deal or, yeah. like, this way to be, to, like move forward in like tangible ways and in a music career or something but now I think success is like even 
when I just like write a song or like I'm in the studio and I make and like friend makes a beat and like we make something cool um that's success because it's like we had a good time doing that and yeah. it like manifested into this thing that people can hear now so mm. I think yeah it's just success is just enjoying what you're doing definitely having some sort of meaning behind what you're doing like it can't just be like for me at least like self-glorification like oh I want to be famous like I don't I think that's like a no. I don't think that's what success is because no. yeah. it you really have to like figure out what your why is yeah. so I think um being happy with what you're doing and doing it for the right reasons okay yeah I like that um describe your studio environment uh do you have like your own studio set up do you go to different studios what kind of studio do you like um I have like a little home studio okay which is cool um and then I work out of one it's like right outside DC it's called house studios I've heard of that yeah cool okay. um and so yeah like my friend Jake is just like a really dope producer so I go nice. there and we just like have recently I actually only met him the end of last year okay. so um yeah so I've been going there but it's like I like it nice that's awesome uh before you perform do you have any kind of like pre-show rituals or pre-show things like okay Anjali this is time to do it no one's gonna throw it to me at me I'm gonna be amazing as always channel Alicia Keys what do you do before you perform <laughs> um sometimes like you do have to channel Alicia Keys mm. I feel like like I think I did that at the show you were at that was wild yeah but, like the first song I was like okay last time I was Anjali today I have to like <laughs> yeah today I'm Alicia Keys <laughs> yeah and it helps a little bit because yeah. if you don't feel like you're yourself Because I'm like, oh, I'm Anjali, whatever. Like, and then I can't be that weird person. Like, I have to be Alicia Keys. You got to put on some kind of, yeah. So yeah. sometimes I, yeah, I try to, like, pretend I'm another person. Um, some, sometimes I just kind of, like, need to be by myself. Like, if I'm performing with a band, like, and they're all getting ready to go on, I'll have to, like, run away and, like, go into a corner and just, like, yeah. <laughs> close my eyes for a second. Like, what is she doing? She's, she's <laughs> practicing before the show in the middle of a corner. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and going back to the Strathmore performance, Um, yeah. That was my first time hearing you live. And I got to say, sometimes singers uh, or artists will, like, purposefully do things to show off how good they are. Uh -huh. But for you, it was like, I feel like the riffs that you threw in there, you were actually feeling, or, like, they added to the song, or, like, your sentiment behind the song. Uh, so you're, like, obviously a very good singer and performer. Uh, you also had, of course, and you also had some, like, really cool artists. So those are all, like, your Strathmore colleagues? Um. So... Three of them that okay. day are... No, four. Four. Sorry. Literally all of them. The, the so, entire band. Okay. Yeah. So a couple of them are in the program right now. Okay. But actually all of them have been in it at some point or another. Man. So they're all affiliated. And uh, was that your like graduation performance or something? Because I remember... From the program kind of. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about yeah. the program. How'd you get into it? Uh, my friend is like an Indian classical violinist. Uh, Nishta Raj. Nishta Raj, yeah. Okay. yeah I've, I've seen her perform in D.C. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. Um, so she did the program a couple years ago and like told me that it would be good for me uh, to do it. So I applied. You have to like audition and yeah. go through a couple different things. Um, so I did that and then met a lot of incredible musicians who yeah, played like the with me that, that day. Yeah, yeah. incredible. Um, do you see yourself staying? Because music... I think with technology nowadays can be done anywhere, but mm -hmm. there are certain hubs in like America where music is really big. There's like right. the New York, LA. Do you see yourself moving there to pursue music further? Um, so I used to go to New York like 
two times a month, or okay. at least like once a month, yeah. um, for different things like creative visual stuff, or just like there's a lot of people who are doing it there. Um, there's there's more industry there if that yeah. makes sense. Like sure. there's more there's like some of the some of the label offices are there, like things like that, and then in LA too. Um, and I've I've been to LA a couple times, so. I used to think that I wanted to like move where the industry was, right. but I think because nowadays like content is key and like I, me and Pav like we, he lives in Australia. He is in Australia. So He's very far away. Yeah. We just made that song between the two of us. Yeah. Like nobody else is. No one else is there. Involved. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, because like you know, there's a platform and then there's social media, and I write, and then we, you know, we both like can make music so you don't really I don't think you need to be in a specific city or something sure. to like pursue music a lot um I think New York is close enough that yeah. sometimes if I need to go there drive up there yeah yeah um but yeah content can really and then there's so much talent in DC too like there that's is. the thing like there's not an industry mentality for music here but a lot of talent. So, like, where there's talent, you, you can have content that's really good. Absolutely. And, yeah. I love it. Uh, and you're right. Bhaktar is in Australia. Yeah. I, I actually didn't know that <laughs> so until far. I Googled it. But, yeah, I mean, if he's able to make moves in that sort of scene, being all the way over there, then it's definitely possible. He knows possible. what's up. <laughs> he knows what's up, yeah. yeah. Um, you mentioned the importance of social media. Mm -hmm. uh, talk me through, like, your relationship with social media, how you like market yourself or use social media for your brand. Yeah. Uh, social media is wild, but uh, how does it go for you? I think so. I think a lot of people have been using like YouTube forever. Like I, I feel like a lot of the big YouTube people, mm -hmm. like not all of them, but like a lot of them started at a time when like YouTube was starting. Sure. So, so like I actually put my first YouTube video up in 2014, so kind of like late yeah, to the game. Yeah, a little, yeah. There's like nothing on the internet of me singing before 2014. Um, so yeah, um, I think it was 2014. It must have been, yeah. Um, so I think, I mean, I think it's really, YouTube, it's kind of oversaturated now. Like it's hard to, there's so many talented people. There like are it's so hard many. to find whatever. But I mean, social media is a great way to like cult carve out like a little space for you to just like show people or share with people yeah. um, what you're doing um, so in that way it's really amazing I think it's also important to not feel like sometimes people say like oh you have to post content like for the sake of being consistent um, versus like if it's like if you actually really want to share that right. piece of content yeah, yeah. so that part is like I don't know I think there's a balance like sometimes it's like, well, I'm just wearing sweatpants. Like I don't, I don't have any content. Like yeah. I don't. But um, like having to force yourself to put content out there. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But it's definitely like now it's like a new age, right? Because before you used to have to go through like labels to to accomplish anything, of and, and now it's like you can go directly to like your your base, right? That's true. Yeah. Um. So I mean, yeah, it's awesome. That is dope. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I've seen some of your YouTube videos where uh, you sing, um, I'm forgetting which covers. I've heard a bunch of your covers. Mm -hmm. um, it's like a cool setup where it's like it's just you and then there's like the microphone and you're kind of just singing cover songs. Um, when YouTube started, I feel like cover songs are really big. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the problem with that is that then, then you become known as like a cover artist. Right. And then if someone asks you to perform, then you're just performing 
Carmen. other people's songs. Yeah. So you don't get to build your own artistry. That is so yeah. true. Yeah I, yeah, I think I get really bored with covers now because, like, I write my own music right. and then I just, like, want to finish that so I can share that with people because it's my song. Yeah. So, yeah. But the cover thing, that's, like, a good way to, like, I mean, covering popular people's songs is, like, a great way to get your name out and brand sure. out. But, um, yeah, I definitely, like, yeah. want to perform my own um, stuff. And I, I, was, uh, I was going through the Only Love um, like video, uh, where was so obviously you guys didn't meet up for that. No, we did. Oh, you did. Everybody thinks that because oh, so all what? the okay. all the yeah. frames, all the frames that had both of us in them, just like turned out. Like sometimes the lighting was weird or yeah. whatever. So we didn't. None of those made it into the final video. Oh, so everyone wow. thinks that we just like <laughs> shot it separately. Like, oh, he's in Australia shooting this in this weird mansion. Well, I, I thought it was like this Jason Mraz, Colby Kelly kind of thing, where it's like they're at separate coasts or something, and it was like meant to be like that. So you were in the same. Good. Let's just go with that. Yeah. Wait. Okay. No, we're not gonna just uh, hold <laughs> go on. So uh, where where was it shot? Where it was actually shot at Stratford. That I that I called. I told my brother that. Oh, I was like, ah, I've seen this place before. Yeah. Yeah. So you saw him in the mansion then, right? Uh, but I just, I guess I didn't pay attention. Okay. Because uh, you guys weren't in a frame together. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Man, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to, yeah. No, but he came, he was here for two days. That's awesome, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you, are you working on any other projects with Baftadia or like other artists that you're allowed to reveal right now? <clears throat> um, I don't know if I should reveal them because um, it might be premature. But yeah, with him, I mean like, I think that, He's talented, and, like, we make a good team. So, sure. Yeah. I think so also, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, but in the in that video itself, I was scrolling down, and it's not even creepy. This is just, like, research. Um, and people were like, oh, she kind of sounds like Ariana Grande, or she's got this sort of style. Oh. Uh, when people compare you to, like, a really big pop artist, I imagine it's flattering. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. It's, uh, but, like, do you... I guess it's also hard when you're, like, starting up in the industry where you want to be different. Uh, and like recognize at the same time. Wow. What is that feeling? Like I think for you? when there's a newcomer, at least this is what I've like heard. Like it's, it's like inevitable that like you'll be compared to like someone who's already sure. a household name, which is not a bad thing. I mean, no. people want to, people naturally like box yeah. people in. So I mean, that's a huge compliment. Like she's amazing. So I love the music. Yeah. Um, if you could listen to one song for the rest of your life. Oh my only one song ever for the rest of your life. Uh, which song would you choose and why? That is so hard. It is difficult. What about you? Oh, man. See, I usually ask these questions because I, I don't have a difficult time answering them. Yeah. Uh, if I could listen to one song for the rest of my life, it would probably be this one song um, uh, by... Uh, she's a girl from D.C. kind of sounds like Ariana Grande. Uh, it's called Only Love. <laughs> Check it out on Spotify. Uh, uh, no, actually, I don't know. Um, for a while, I used to say, like, Bob Marley... Okay. Uh, like a one love. Oh, one love instead of only mm. love. Uh, or maybe like a, um, like something by like uh, Michael, uh, Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Or like Georgia on My Mind by Ray Charles. That is a good one. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I would say one of those, but the, it's challenging because how can you listen to just one? But you have to. If one just song, one. what would you do? I mean, there's this one song by Etta James. It's called I'd Rather Go Blind. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that song. And I've just been singing it for like, 10 years. Yeah. Like, so I guess... It's a great song. That's a great... Yeah. Um, and I you, you sang that for the concert as well, I think, right? Did I do that? Too? I don't know. I saw your guest, your, like, song list, and it also said, oh. like, Diljit Assange. 
like, yeah, it was such a varied list. It was like it was all over the place. Um, when you perform, how do you choose like your set list of songs to sing for a specific specific performance? Um, sometimes I do it based on like the type of gig, right? So like the, if the audience is like older, I know that they'll appreciate like stuff that's more rooted in classical or like folk or like jazz. Okay. Right. Yeah. Older audiences. Sure. Um, Younger ones, like, I'll just, I really like to do mashups. Like, mm. so I like to do my own music, and then I like to do, like, some R&B covers. And yeah. then, I like to, then I like to be like, hey, this is how you can, like, literally combine, like, an R&B song with a chord structure of, like, a Punjabi song. And it like, blows people's minds. Yeah, it blows yeah. people's minds, yeah. So I did a lot of that that day. Yeah. I think that was the day you were there. So I, I my brother and I came a little late. And uh, we were shocked when we nice. saw, like, Dajit on there. Because we are like, oh, we'd love to that hear your... That was the most fun song of the set. Darn wow. it. Uh, it's okay. I, uh, all the money I'm building for my YouTube channel, I'm going to use to fund a okay, uh, cool. a time machine. All right. And then go back in time to listen to I that specific... Just, it's, on you, it's on my Instagram. Oh, uh, go to Anjali's Instagram and check out that performance. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Dajit is, like, now doing more, like, urban yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. as well with, like, Jinn Mahi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, like, when I heard the beat of that song, for example... It reminded me of like an LMA song. Oh. And then that's why I oh, okay. did both of them together. Yeah. Yeah. That is dope. Um, but I know the feeling of you're basically performing based on who the audience is. Um, I, I, know, I, used yeah. to, I used to play at like Potbelly and uh, like coffee shops. And uh, <laughs> whenever these like teenage girls would come in, I'd, I'd pull out my like Justin Bieber songs. Oh, wow. Uh, and then when like an older crowd would come in, I'd pull in like, yeah, like the like Ray Charles or like. Yeah. Billy Holiday kind of stuff, so I can yeah. see that. Yeah. I feel like you have to do that because, like, sometimes you'll have, like, yesterday I just, like, experimented with something, but it was, like, a really old crowd, and I did, like, a contemporary R&B song, and they were just like, oh, it's... I mean, it's not like it reacted negatively. It's just, like, they're not used... They're like, what is that? They're you not know? used to, yeah. It's like they can't relate, so you definitely have to read your audience. That makes sense. Uh, what's your most... To date, what's your most memorable performance? Oh, um, in 2016, I performed with this jazz fusion guitarist, Stanley Jordan. Okay. Do you know who that is? I do not, no. Yeah, so he was, like, pretty big in the 80s. Okay. Um, he's just, like, a genius. Yeah. I don't know. I That performance was, like, I, that was incredible. Really? Yeah. He, like, invited me on stage at, like, the last minute. He's, like, pretty um, well-known in jazz. Okay. Um, so I was like, oh, my God, Stanley Jordan, like, for That's people huge. who know who that is. Sure, yeah. Um, and, yeah, just the feel was so good, and it just, like, yeah, super memorable. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you also play, uh, do you play any instruments? you play piano? Uh, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. I play, but then I don't, like, play a lot. I don't accompany myself a lot live. Okay. I think I'm going to start doing that, though. Yeah. Because, like, why not? I just haven't done it yet. Yeah, yeah. I do it, like, in covers and stuff. I just, like, at home. I sure. just don't do it, like, in shows. Is, is there, like, a specific reason why, or you just... I think haven't. I just... It's, like, a comfort thing. Okay. It's, like, I think... the So stage fright, right? Yeah. So it's, like, oh, wait, like, let me make sure I can sing first. And then, like, now that I've gotten that on lock, because yeah. I've been doing it a lot the last couple months, now I can, like, bring in these other... It's, like, harder to do multiple things when you're nervous, right? Sure. But I think I'm getting there. Like, I think I can start incorporating that into my live show. That makes sense. When I first uh, picked up guitar, um, so the first guitar I ever picked up was this, like, 
$70 guitar my dad got from like Sam's Club Dope. or something. Uh, and it was collecting dots for like four or five years. But for me, it was... Is it that? Uh, no, this is a little bit more expensive nylon string guitar. Uh, oh, okay. But we, we might feature that today on IGTV oh. when Anjali sings, so they're dope. Alicia Keys, style voice. Um, uh, but yeah, I think for me, sometimes the image was, I'm going to stand uh, and like, or sit and have the guitar and sing mm-hmm. and maybe like strum a chord or something. Yeah. But I wasn't really doing justice to the instrument. Yeah. Uh, and I've noticed even with like, uh, you're just making sure it's clipped? Yeah, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Audio good? Everything dope? Uh, I've noticed a lot with like Bollywood artists. I think I saw like a video of Jazzy B. Um, or even like, I guess R.I.G. does play, but like Jazzy B was holding the guitar and he was singing, but I don't think he was actually playing it. Oh. Uh, but they were trying to create an image of, People oh, do that. he's a rock star, but yeah. I, I don't know if he was actually playing the instrument. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Bollywood is fake in that way. Like, yeah. more fake. Like, As in, like, like for the image. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everybody's fake, but yeah. they're, like, more fake. Uh, what's Just your, kidding. What's your, what's your What's your zodiac sign? Uh, Virgo. Dope. Yeah. Uh, I'm, like, a Virgo Leo, Leo Virgo cusp. Is that Leo? Can you be on the cusp? Like, like a day or two here oh, and there, okay. you know? Okay. Um, do you think you... I think zodiac signs are bullshit. But do you think that you, like, mirror the qualities associated with a Virgo? Yeah, I think so. Really? I think they're, like, very, like, strong-headed and, like, perfectionist. Okay. Kind of. That, in that sense, I feel like I, I am. Yeah. Do you know anything else about Virgos? Like, uh, I don't even know. They're, they're, sh- they're probably shy. Or, like, like... Okay, yeah. Yeah? I'm shy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but when you come on stage, you, like, channel, like, a, your inner Leo or something. Did you think I was shy that day? Um, so, okay, while performing, no. Okay. Because uh, you were, like, rocking the, the, the stage, and then you were interacting with people, and you were singing. Um, when I met you afterwards, and I don't know if this is because, like, 300 people were coming and talking to you. Oh, okay. Uh, but you were, like, more professional and more, like, you know, <laughs> hi, I'm actually the nature. Thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you or something. I didn't do that. Classic Virgo move. Um, wow. All right. Uh, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Um, cool. No, I am shy, though. Like, yeah. That's my nature. That's why I didn't sing in front of anyone until, like, four years ago. Of course. Five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it also helps because you're amazing and people know you're good. So, like, you're not fishing for compliments, but when you see that you actually have talent, then it's, like, this self-fulfilling prophecy, and then you get encouraged to continue and keep going. Uh-huh. Um, I know, like, on your Instagram, you've also gotten good reviews from people like like Brown Girl magazine and like all yeah, these different yeah, yeah. big communities that are trying to support you. Yeah. How does that feel? No, that uh, it's awesome. I mean, like I didn't even um I think when I first learned about Brown Girl magazine, like that stuff is really a lot of just seeing, you know, outlets like this has really like applied a lot of meaning to what I'm doing sure. and like making it more fun for me because yeah. it's like there is a community of like South Asian women, girls who are, you know, um, born and raised here or, like, outside of India, so, like, MRI, yeah, right. right, that really um, just want to uplift, like, people doing stuff like them, and Absolutely. so that's, like, it's really cool to see, like, the people who are doing that are amazing. Yeah, it's, stuff. like, really inspiring stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the fact that they're supporting you, and then you, now you feel like you're a part of a bigger community, Yeah, that's and, really dope. And, and and there's also, like, a, me- a meaning there, too, because... And what I mean by that is, like, I, at least growing up here, it's like you're exposed to, like, you go to school with people who not everybody's Indian. Like, I went to school with, like, all different 
types of people, right? Sure. Um, so I'll sometimes, like, I feel like people feel like they have to be, like, this group or that group, but right. they're not really either, right? Yeah. So I think when you see, for me, like, South Asian women born raised abroad who are who have this community, it's like, oh, the, there's people like me, you yeah. know? Especially if you didn't go to schools where you've had a lot of Indian people. Of course. With you, Punjabi people, even less common sometimes. Absolutely. So, in my case, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, growing up, you went to, like, India school, but now it's like, yeah, like, you actually have this, like, this urban... American or urban Asian they see whatever scene where because yeah. you're right that's like one of the challenges we have is like sometimes immigrants or kids of immigrants is mm-hmm. we don't belong in one way or the other way we're kind of like this and weird then you try mix. to fit I feel like you try to fit like a lot of the time I was doing R&B but I was like okay that means I have to do it exactly like this like and an like artist. look like this and like listen to these people and but I'm but I'm not you're those not. people you like, can neglect that part look of at me yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah that's awesome that's really cool yeah. Um, what is your, uh, if you could describe your brand in like one word, how would you describe it? Wow. My brand in one word. One word. How would you describe it? Uh, Anjali's brand in one word? Yeah. Oh man. Uh, this is, it's a test of how much research I've done and how much I know you. Okay. Um, all right. Let's say the same word. Let's say a word at the same time. I'm going to count down three, two, one. Wait, I need like a minute. All right. All right, I'll give you 10 seconds. Um, I'm, like, I'm struggling. Um, okay, I got All it. All right, so I'm going to count down. Three, two, one. It's really dumb. Okay. okay. Thank you. Uh, ready? Uh, three, two, one. Fresh. Dope. Oh, oh. That's so similar. Dope Wait. and fresh. Wow. Thank you. Of course. Yeah. I've, we're in the same wavelength. That's awesome. Yeah, that is actually like really fresh cool. and dope are like so they're synonymous. They're synonymous. Yeah. Wow, I'm really proud of us. I think so. I think we've done we've accomplished a lot. We've grown yeah. a lot. This is awesome. This is really yeah. this is really cool. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say like something totally different. Uh, I was gonna say <clears throat> I was gonna say Alicia Keys, <laughs> and then I was gonna say like Colgate, oh. uh, which is also fresh. Colgate, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I don't. Wait, feel, why Colgate? I don't know. Okay, cool. Um, I I, I don't know yet. Uh, yeah. But that's cool. So you channel like certain artists when you're performing. Um, uh, do you do you? Uh, what are some like upcoming performances you have? Um, right now, I'm doing a lot of uh, like I'm doing like some, there's a lot of like political stuff. Yeah, because we live in DC, which you is mentioned cool. Because there's like really dope people who go to those. Um, sure. But um, I do have like a. I got approached to, uh, by someone who wanted to, like, sponsor a um, Kennedy Center Millennium Stage show. Oh, that's dope, yeah. Show. yeah so yeah. I, I don't know the date of that yet, okay. but that's, like, <clears throat> the next yeah. big one. Are yeah. you, so you mentioned that a hotshot manager had reached out with the hopes of managing you. Uh, are you currently... Yeah, are you currently, like, freelance? Do you have, like, management? Are you looking to actually pursue management? Yeah, so I actually had... Um, he was the first person who ever kind of like indicated to me that like I need to have original music Mm. and like you need to have visuals that are a certain way and like there's a whole way to do this right Right. I didn't know that before and then after that I was managed by other people who work um, with a lot of like household name pop people um, and they were cool and they're very well connected they're in LA but um, I just didn't think 
the timing was right for me. Okay. Like I was working at the time. I was right out of college. Okay. Um, I mean, it's only like a year ago. Um, but, yeah, I just, like, I don't know. I, I don't feel like I need a manager right now. Like, I have people who help me with certain things. Sure. But I think, like, I can manage... I like to manage myself because I just like, I like to be in control. It's like my music, you yeah, know? Yeah, makes and sense. I feel like no one I've worked with, like, really, and I, I wonderful people have helped me, like, with stuff and make strides and stuff, but, like, I just feel like no one understands, like, at this moment, like, how important this music is to me, right? So in order to have, I think, like, a manager who manages, like, all these different aspects of you, they have to, like, really get, mm. like your music yeah. and I, I'm maybe that person's out there but I think it's more of like I would have to find the right person rather sure. than just like hey I need a manager like so right so it's like you because no one knows you as well as you, you know yourself so yeah. you can find someone there that can do that yeah yeah okay so I mean mm. I and I've met like really cool people recently and I've de- I would definitely consider you know working with them to in that way, right? Sure. But I think now that I've learned from a couple of managers, like how things work, I know, I would know like where I would want them to be involved, right? And like where I wouldn't want them to be involved, and just like that comes from experience too. Okay. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Are you also inspired by? Um, obviously, Bollywood does. Like every Bollywood uh, movie has songs in it, but yeah. American movies sometimes have songs. Uh, sometimes they're like musicals, or sometimes they're theatrical performances. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you also uh, are you do you also like like movies that have music? And if so, what kind of movies do you watch? Do a lot of American movies have? They have like background soundtracks, but not okay. not like um, not as much as Bollywood. Yeah. But yeah, uh, like have you seen the most recent like Lady Gaga or like Bradley Cooper movie? Oh yeah, that was yeah, that yeah. was good. Yeah. Uh, I like. I don't know how I feel about the movie, but like, I like that there was a lot of yeah, music. Yeah, uh, same. She like she sounded great in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what was the question? Do I like movies? Uh, like, do you do you gravitate towards movies that have good music because you like are interested in music? Yeah, I think so. I think like the movies that are about like. Um, have you seen Secret Superstar? It's an Indian movie. Uh, Secret Stup- Superstar. Yeah. Uh, no, okay. but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure my fiance has. Yeah. Yeah, the movies that are kind of like about. A person trying to achieve, yeah, yeah. Like watching those. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I can worry about them for a bit and yeah. not myself. Uh, like 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 La La Land, which is like yeah, that was cool. Yeah, it's a cool idea. Um, okay, so this is this is not a job interview, obviously, but oh. like, where do you see yourself? In I like, thought it was. You should have told me that forty five. And uh, <clears throat> I don't have like a okay. <clears throat> well, tell me more about your experience in this. Uh, where do you see yourself in like, I don't know, five years? Or 10 years. Or like when you like have achieved what you think is like, I think I'm here. I got this. Yeah. Uh-huh. Where do you see yourself? Um, yeah. I think like I would want to. So what I'm kind of doing, it's, it's interesting because there's not a ton of role models for that niche, like combining all these things, sure. Coke Studio, whatever. Sure. Like A.R. Rahman is like a huge idol of mine, right? Because Amazing. not only can he like sing a bit or write a bit or play a bunch of it like he he can he has a vision for how he wants his show to be or like a score for yeah. like a movie so I would want to do so like I obviously would want to collaborate with like a lot of cool Punjabi Bollywood and R&B artists yeah. but as a singer and sure, a writer sure, sure. but also really figuring out how to 
have a content stream or like a movement that is like larger than like my myself, like yeah. larger than just like me as a singer, whatever that looks like. Scoring for movies, maybe <clears throat> like um, touring. Yeah, I really want to do that, and having like really awesome live and a live element to that with like. Because now a lot of people use like a DJ, but I think I would want like a combination of electronic stuff and live instrumentation. Of course. Um, so all of that, yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, we mentioned Coke City at the beginning of this yeah. thing, which is I think really cool because uh, there's been, I forget which one it was, but there was one with like ARM on, and um, but yeah, he like the entire like production. You could tell like he was playing piano, but like yeah. every single person plays such an important role, and you can tell that it was also cohesive and worked so well together. Yeah. That is a movement. Exactly. Yeah. I, yeah, I think there's, yeah, there's a lot of, he's like, I don't know that many people who are doing, like he has accomplished so much, but if I could just definitely compose for stuff. Yeah. And write, and, you know, alongside me, like touring as a performer. Performing as an artist, yeah. Like that's something that I want to do. That's awesome. Yeah. Honestly, where can everyone watching and listening find you? Uh, not like where you live, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, 21. Just kidding. Um, yeah. Uh, Instagram is like where a lot of my stuff is. Um, at Anjali X music. Anjali X music. Yeah. And then do you have other, uh, like, do you use Facebook or YouTube? I guess you use as well. Uh, yeah. My handle is the same everywhere. Anjali X music. Um, and then YouTube, you can just search Anjali Thaneja. So just my full name. Awesome. And then uh, final question. I do this poll with everyone. Snapchat or Instagram? Instagram. hundred yeah. percent. I, I know like with Kylie Jenner and Rihanna, stocks have gone down for Snapchat. I don't think I have that kind of clout or power. Yeah. Uh, my goal isn't to make yet. Snapchat die. Yet. 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 But uh, that's awesome. Anjali, thank you so much for joining thank me today. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Okie dokie. Wow. You know, it's interesting because I text that pretty often, but it sounds kind of weird saying it out loud. <laughs> anyway. That was my fun interview with Anjali Taneja. Now make sure to follow Anjali at her various social media sites. There's Instagram at Anjali X Music, Twitter, Anjali X Music, Facebook, Anjali X Music. Wow, very consistent. And her website, which is under construction, AnjaliTaneja.com. All right, everyone, thank you again so much for tuning in to another episode of Gop Shop with Gripit Serene. Make sure to check the in-person one out to watch Anjali and me in person on YouTube at my YouTube channel. You can search Gop Shop with Gurpreet Serene or even Gurpreet Serene and it'll be there. Make sure to give it a like, comment, share, and subscribe. And now I give my shameless yet awesome plug about IGTV. Don't forget to check out this week's session on my Instagram at Gurpreet Serene. Anjali is a very talented singer. So we sang a song together, and it was very, very awesome to jam with her. You do not want to miss out on that, so make sure you check it out. Dope! All right, everyone, we are done with another week of Gup Shop with Group It's Green. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really, really appreciate it. And I will see you again next Wednesday for another episode. <laughs>